There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Good morning. How's your head? <laughs> oh, oh God. What time did you get to bed last night? Um, I think we got to bed at about two. Um, I know, it's really gross. But actually, Axel stayed in bed. I mean, this is the joke, isn't it? He stayed up six hours past his bedtime. Wow. <laughs> and slept in an hour later. Yeah, it's madness, isn't it? So what time did he wake up? So he woke up. I want to say, actually, probably about half eight he woke up. So an hour and a half later than normal. And what about Gigi? I, was, I mean, she just, I don't know when she wakes up. We don't really know. We just oh, go in God. there and she's happy. <laughs> your setup is just not fair. That is amazing that no, your children no, 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 do no. that. Not generally. She's always once. up at 5. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. Once. <laughs> once. Keeping them up six hours past their bedtime. We're talking yeah. the morning after England lost in the final. Mm. What I mean, I just what firstly, they've done an absolutely incredible job. And I feel like we need to say this today because there's so much yes. hate going around online. It's disgusting. I've actually deleted I deleted my tit my Twitter, my Twitter app last year. I'm just Is not that off- a mixture of Tinder and Twitter. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be part of it. I find it so toxic. And then I've seen this morning that there's been so much abuse for those amazingly brilliant players. I just think it's awful. I think it's I awful. It is awful. And like, yeah, I think people forget, like some of them are like 19 and 20 years old. Like that is so much pressure. Can you imagine having the whole, you know, the whole country kind of watching you at that age? So that's, in, that's insane. But also what were you doing at 19? Because I certainly that, wasn't exactly. attempting to, you know, score a penalty in, in the Euro 2020 final. Like I was just In front of 60,000 people. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I know, I know. <laughs> Oh, don't. I, that's why I felt sad. I know, and Yeah, me, I felt sad for, for the boys. And me, and me. But you, you've basically been on the Raz for like two oh, weeks now, gosh. George. I've been going to bed really, really early. You've been staying up drinking, you know, I know. Everything. We need this Freaky Friday, like, personality swap is really needs to end because I, I'm not cut out for this. I mean, I really, did you see really my not. cupboards as well? I know. Yeah. What, what? What's happening? I'm even lining up the tuna icons so that they all match each other. Like I'm just. Every- Do you know what the Thermomix rep? This is a good time to get in touch with Zoe because she's probably going to buy one. Somebody actually messaged. There's ever a time. It's now. Someone messaged me the other day going, is this all a ploy for someone to hashtag gift you a Thermomix? And I was like, I genuinely do not want one. And she was like, hashtag lying. It was really funny. It really made me laugh. So that's not what I'm gunning for. Okay. I don't want one. I'm just trying to be a bit more grown up. I really am. Well, I'm, I'm so pleased for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how's that? How's everything going your end though? Because you're, we can kind of see you if you if you look at our social clips yeah. on Instagram, you'll be able to see Zoe's setup. Yeah. But she's carefully positioned the camera so that you cannot see all the boxes. And also, how many toilet rolls do you need? I spied that. Oh, do you know what? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else does this, but I get a bit carried away on Amazon and I see like special offers, but I don't read the quantity. So I was like, oh, look, there's like a load of loo roll. And I was like, I'm just going to be one of, what I want to do is be one of those women who you go to the cupboards and there's like 10 cans of tuna, 10 cans of sweet corn, you know, 50 loo rolls, because that to me says like proper adulting, because I'm always like hunting around the house. And when we run out of bog roll, I'm using like, um, 
cotton wool. <laughs> Genuine. Or the towel, or the hand towel. Oh, God, or anything. Everyone's like a tea done towel. It, yeah, do you know what I mean? So this this time round, I'm like, no, no, I'm going to be super organised. Um, so that's that's what's happened. But like 50 bog rolls have turned up. It's a lot. It's a lot. And then I've ordered these mugs from John Lewis, not looking at um, the size of them. And I was like, oh, these are lovely. They're so cheap. Five pounds for four lovely mugs. They're like espresso sized mugs. They're not mugs. <laughs> So some things are working out, others not so much. <laughs> but in answer to your original question, we're all good. We're um, we're slowly, slowly, and I sort of had to put everything down at the weekend and just enjoy it. Like we had friends round yesterday, we had friends round on Saturday. We just kind of, I, I haven't done any unboxing for a couple of days, but I'm back on it today. Yeah, I think you have got to do that, haven't you? You've just got to take a step back and it doesn't matter if, you know, your house isn't perfect. You've literally just moved in. It's going to be trashed the second you unpack everything anyway so yeah you're doing well yeah Yeah, we'll get there we'll get there (laughs) thanks mate and people keep messaging me going where have you moved where have you moved to um we're we're actually living quite close to Weybridge so anybody that lives kind of in this area give me a little dm and just tell me the best places to go I need parks kid-friendly restaurants all that kind of stuff I'm going to put a little Q&A you know a little box up because um you move to a new area and you just don't know like do you feel like you know your area now like are you on top of no no absolutely not no no and actually oh god this is really bad but so we was at my friend's house last night and Axel hasn't had a swimming lesson right for what two years because we moved in in the you know December 18 and he was swimming before that and then we had COVID and then we moved house and obviously you try and find a swimming instructor and you can't and he just jumped straight in the pool because that's what he'd always done you know like he just thought he could still do it and we had a scary moment of him like (gasps) help me and oh you know it was fine but it's those things Mm. you know that I've let slip since we moved house like oh you know it's fine because you can't find the swimming instructor or you can't you know you can't find their football class or whatever but now I'm like no fully I need to start talking to some other parents I need to find out where the swimming lessons are at so yeah anyone in Essex Brentwood knows a good swimming teacher (laughs) please get in touch because we can't have that happening yeah that is scary thank god you guys were around there and I think like you said it's those little things that you forget about that suddenly become quite massive so yeah life post covid we will get there um now we need to get into the chat because it was such a lovely long one today because we could have nastered to this amazing woman all day long um somebody that we have watched you you guys listening will definitely have seen her on your screens over the last 15 years she's an absolute season pro when it comes to tv presenting she's immersed in the world of sport she's an incredible mum to two and yeah we just we love everything about this woman who are we talking to today george today we are chatting to the incredible helen skelton So, joining us on the podcast today, live from her car, I think this is going to be an entertaining <laughs> chat, former Blue Peter presenter, uh, can be seen on Countryfile, uh, Channel 4's The Farm, and other and other bits, as she said, you know what it's like, <laughs> other bits, um, mum to two, Ernie and Louis, who are six and four, and proper mental, in her own words, uh, wife, hero, all-round legend, today's guest is Helen Skelton. Hello! <laughs> Yay! I won't get out of the car with that intro, my ego will be so big, thanks so much. <laughs> I feel like we've got to give a bit of background to your morning um, because I think so many of us can relate to this kind of stuff that comes up when you've got kids. Tell everyone why you're set in the car. <laughs> why is it on the weekends? Like everybody gets up calm and it's all smooth sailing and everyone gets up at six o'clock in the morning. On Monday morning, everyone sleeps in. Obviously, last night was chaos. The dog has eaten one of the kids' toys and it's massive and plastic. So I'm, I've got to keep an eye on him to make it sure it comes out the other end. Otherwise, he might have to go for oh, stomach God. surgery. One of, I know it's gross. One of the kids isn't very well, but he's fine. But obviously, in COVID times, that means you can't take him in. So obviously, the eldest is like, why is he not going? There's nothing wrong with him. And the youngest is like, <coughs> I can't go. And my husband does a ridiculous job and has got a bone hanging out of his finger. So I've dropped him off at hospital and parachuted my friend in to manage the dog child situation (laughs) how do you cope with the amount of work that you guys have on because let's be honest you are one of the hardest working women in telly your husband has a really demanding job you've got two kids like what does that look like what does home life look like chaos every Sunday night we're like what are you doing this week literally last night what are you doing this week what are you doing this week so the good and bad thing is that we get 
days off in the week. So his days off, he works weekends, but get days off in the week. I sort of work two or three days, but you know what it's like early mornings, late nights. So every week we're like, there's usually at one point, one of us can't do skill pick up or drop off. So we're like, okay, where are you? He's at? I'm off Wednesday. Good. I'm in work Wednesday, Thursday. I'm in early. So am I. Right. Who are we going to ask to take the kids <laughs> to school on Thursday? And it's just every week it's like patchwork. So, oh, yeah. don't. And what about school holidays? Because Zara and I literally have just been putting school holidays to the back of our heads. Almost <laughs> like if we just ignore it, it won't happen. So what? how how do you make it work? There's going to be so many people listening to this who are the same as us. Pretend it's not happening. How do you make it work? I do think that people are going to hate me saying this. I'm lucky in that sometimes I can take the kids with me. So when I'm doing on the farm, the kids come, which not always, right. but sometimes. And so that can work out quite well because that'll get my mum or my brother to come with my nephews as well. And the kids are just in the playground all day. As I say, it can go well. Sometimes, you know, you get this, mummy, I need a toy. I'm just on telly. Shush, babe. Um, so it can be a bit chaotic. My mum's a teacher, so she's off in the holidays. So that is good. Uh, oh, brilliant. Yeah. And Again, the good and bad thing about having a husband with young friends is they're all at that stage of life where they're quite intrigued by kids. So there's quite a lot of them who'll do, do you know what I mean? You know, they haven't got their own. So there's quite yeah. a lot of them will be like, I'll take them to the park to play football for a couple of hours, you know, so we just, so is this your, your, your husband's rugby mates who are intrigued by? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. So the top tip is to find some young friends who don't have kids. <laughs> Yeah, because they, they're those, you know, those friends that still think kids are really cute and then, de- you know, like the yeah. single boys who are like, I'll take Ernie to the park to play football. I'm like, all right there. I mean, granted, they only do it once. <laughs> yeah, and then they realise how shit it is and they're like that. I'm not doing that the again. The worst for me was in January. Do you remember when the really snow storm and it was all that really bad weather? And yeah. um, I got a telephone call at half nine. Can you come in and cover for Steph McGovern? Yeah, of course I can. Live telly, five minutes from my house, dreamy. But I've got my youngest because he doesn't do nursery on that day. And they said, it's fine. Bring him in. We'll get a nanny in for the day. So I'm like, this is the dream. My kid's at the other side of the room with a nanny. I've, I've cracked it, guys. I've got it all. Until the snow came down, the school shut. Right? <gasps> so I get off air. And obviously, because my husband's job, he hasn't got his phone in work. So I come off air. I've got 27 missed calls. So the school shut. And Ernie's sitting in reception. You feel like the worst parent in the world. Because on yeah. our emergency contact list, we haven't got family nearby. So the nearest person's two hours away. <laughs> so I then had to recruit again a load of his friends to be our emergency contacts. So Did you? God knows if the school shuts again, the sort of random state of people that are going to go and pick up my children <laughs> the lesson here is that if you ever see Helen Skelton coming towards you in the street right don't even say hello to her because you'll soon be on her emergency contact yeah, list exactly. you'll do. It. You'll do. <laughs> you look all right yeah, yeah. Helen, let's, let's go back to um the the time that you met and and kind of got together with your husband and those conversations around starting a family because what we can see on socials is that you guys are a proper little team the four of you you have a really good time at home so let's let's just take you back to when you guys got together um I think you have to be because well we hate that we don't live near family because I I adore my mum and dad you you know you know those people that are born to be grandparents that's my mum and dad you know they live on a farm in the lake district they you know they're just great they're the kid you know they'll take the kids they're amazing but they're two hours away so I think because we don't have family nearby we've had to get very you're doing it you're doing it who's you know it's very we both have to be hands-on but I don't think when we got together I mean he's a lot younger than me so we never really talked about having kids it was just it was one of the and he worked by me saying when we got together it was a bit like oh you'll do like he was 21 and he played rugby so I was like you're younger than me this is going nowhere and you play sport been around sport my whole life not getting involved in that like you know what it's like Zoe people oh my god (laughs) you're literally saying my story like I was I I I loved the way they looked in their little tiny short shorts but I wasn't going to marry one (laughs) no no we're going to marry a surgeon because they'll have a long career and they'll do a proper job yes Yes. yeah and so it was just kind of like yeah you know it's like oh we'll go on a few dates and then we'd gone out for a couple of months and I went to Antarctica for two months and I kept calling him and I thought 
the hell am I doing? I'm at the bottom of the world. Like I should be living the dream. And I was like, just kept calling him. And then when I got back, I kept going on dates and then calling him. And I was like, oh, this isn't right. What, to tell him that you'd had a rubbish date? Or just yeah. To yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think, you you know, you have all these ideas in your head, don't you, of what your type is on paper. And then you're like, oh, actually, I just quite like being around you and you make me feel good. It was the first person, God, don't let him hear this. He'll just ego will explode. I, I think he's probably the first person who didn't think my job was weird because at the time I was doing Blue Peter yeah. and I was like, oh, I'm just going to the Amazon to row it for two months. And boys, <laughs> boys find that weird. Boys yeah. cannot get that. Do you know what I mean? Like they... Yeah, boys, I always found men struggled with that, whereas he was just like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I like like that. And how did you go from, like, dating to deciding to have a family? Um, I'd done the – I'd been – because I have always worked away a lot and, like, done big trips. So I think in a year I'd done a big trip to India and a big trip to – where else have I been? Oh, I've been to Malta, random, sorry. Competed in a wheelchair ballroom dancing competition, as you did. Of course did, you did. You know. Of course you did. Yeah. Um, Casual. And then I, I did the Commonwealth Games in Glasgow and did the diving. And I just remember spending so much time with all the families and like I, my whole life is involved in sport and my brother's always played sport. And, and I remember spending so much time around the families and thinking that this is what's really exciting me is all mm. the the kids and the families and just I just knew that that was what made me really happy and I knew I wanted a family and mm. luckily for me he I mean he'd wanted a family way before I did so I was like all right and and then you said that you didn't really have the discussion so were you you, you sort of gone from fancying him him being younger and then thinking right this is the man that I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with and then how did you fall pregnant I mean we don't want positions yeah (laughs) (laughs) no if you don't know that now then (laughs) do you want me a diagram (laughs) how does it happen (laughs) (laughs) okay we need to have a chat guys because you've got kids between you um no because we'd got married I'd gone to Antarctica as I say we'd we we spoke on the phone for six months, gone out for a couple of months, then got engaged. Yeah. So it was all very quick. And then, and then, as I said, gone off to the Commonwealth. And then I came back from Glasgow and I remember saying, I'm not going to stay for the last night at the games. I'm going to get back. And I said to him, yeah, I really do want a family. And I think by that point I was 30 or 29. And so you, my mum's of that generation, you know, where she's like, oh, 30, got to be thinking, got to oh, be gosh. thinking. So scary, you know how, isn't it? You're like, oh, yeah. oh. oh, don't talk to me about that. Yeah. And um, and so yeah, I was just like, yeah, I'm definitely ready. But as I say, he's he a lot of his friends already had kids, and he was that guy. You know, he's like the guy that I <laughs> you <laughs> use now, him, yeah. and I'm like, oh, you like kids? Great. So yeah, he was he was always very ready for kids. So he was like, great, crack yeah. on. And was it an easy journey? to um, not first time conception. first time it took us about a year but then yeah <laughs> Louis my second was a total surprise I was pregnant when I did the Rio Olympics and had no idea really <gasps> would not have drank so many caipirinhas would not have been wearing shorts <laughs> in Zika land you like that with like a Mexican uh, sorry where were you in Rio in Brazil yeah. like a big old hat on like with you yeah. like, oh, it's the first time I've been away from Ernie because there's only 19 months between them Right. So had Ernie, moved to France, got the Olympics. And how was that? How was leaving, you know, leaving him? Amazing for the first week. Yeah. Then awful for that, because I was there for about 12 days. Yeah. And it sounds awful saying amazing, but... No, I, I, I get that. <laughs> we get that. <laughs> yeah. I'd had him in 2015. Then we moved to France for his job. And obviously we lived in the south of France. So we had no family, no friends, no English. I used to go into the tourist information just to speak to someone because I literally, you know, there's no baby groups or we lived in basically a, a French holiday resort and we moved there in October. So there's no one there. So wow. I had kind of like the loneliest year ever, literally 24 hours a day, me and the baby. Because, you know, he'd started a new job and a new culture. You don't see them because they're off all the time. Yeah. So when I went to the Olympics the first week, I was like, oh, my God, I'm showering by myself. <gasps> I'm on holiday. I'm having coffee that's hot. Uh, so, yeah, the first week was amazing. Then after a week, I was like, okay, I'm going to go home now. Yeah. But it was good. And then, so you get back from Rio 
And you discover that you're pregnant. I was on the beach. My friend's like, your boobs are massive. And I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. And, but that was a sign for me. So yeah, so then found out I was pregnant, obviously massively panicked because as I said, I've been living the dream. It was 90% Kyperenia, I'm pretty sure. And obviously Zika virus was a thing Yeah. then. Um, but yeah, thankfully he came along the April after on the kitchen floor. Now, Please tell us tell this us, story. Yes. We can't wait. So, again, so when we were in France, they played. my husband played in English league, so they'd come back to England for like every other weekend or week at a time. He'd come back to England. We'd had a load of people around at the house. I'd blown up a paddling pool. Now, who knew that blowing up a paddling pool is apparently a surefire way to kick fire labour? Why? <laughs> apparently it's like blowing up balloons and stuff. Well, like... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So obviously nine months pregnant. Um, I know I know it sounds stupid, but with hindsight, I was like, I'm on my own in a country where I've got no family. My husband's in a different country. I'm, you know, I'm totally on my own with a little boy. I haven't got time for this. So when I went into labour, I was like, this isn't happening. This is not happening. So I went for Block a walk. It out. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I've got time for this. This ain't happening. So Went for a walk and then obviously things progressed quite quickly. And you're just on your own with your son at this time? Like no one else? Oh my God, there was no one else there? No. And phoned Rich and said, I'm pretty sure I'm in labour, at which point he phoned one of the other players' wives and said, Helen really downplays stuff, so she thinks she's in labour. She's having that baby. But obviously he's in England, so he can't get back. Oh no. so he's freaking out. So he's phoned a couple of the girls um, and bless her. And I can say this story now because God love her. My friend Erin came in, found me in the doorway on my hands and knees. And God love her. She literally <laughs> just walked to the back of the room and was like, and, um, and well, so com- completely freaking out about it. <laughs> completely not being able to handle it. That would be me. Yeah. <laughs> Georgia, Georgia would be fine. She'd be getting the towels out. She'd be like, just channel your inner Scientologist. Don't fine. make a noise. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> and so then my friend Jill arrived. Um, and Jill, you know, is obviously like just a member of my family now. She, So she's an Australian girl. She arrived and she had a baby. She'd had a baby and she walked in and she was that person. She was like, right, okay, we've got this. I've got towels. And she literally kneeled down behind me and caught him. Oh, my God. So I was in the doorway. I'm on my hands and knees. My eldest is thinking we're playing dinosaurs because he's only 19 months old. (laughs) He's whacking me on the head with a plastic sword. Like, my mate's roaring. Oh, my God. (laughs) And then he's like that. There's a baby pterodactyl. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know what, though? He's going to know. He's going to be fine if he, you know, if he ever gets together with someone Uh, and has a baby. He's going to be like, yep. Done this before. It's Get fine. the towels. <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny because I just remember Jill saying to my friend Erin, who was like stuck to the patio doors, "Get Ernie an ice cream and get him out of here." So Ernie disappears. Um, Jill catches the baby. He was born in the sack. So thank God. Just I'm um, just hold on. So hold on, <laughs> hold on. You're on all fours, and basically uh-huh. the baby's head. Are you or is that already sort of is it called crowning or ring of fire or something? Is it when they part like is the head out? Do we know at this point? When Jill arrived, no, I don't think so. No, I was literally like she within sort of ten minutes of right. her arriving, he was born. Wow. I mean, she was Gosh. unbelievable. Like obviously, she caught him, and then. But what's bizarre? So in France, the just the nearest emergency services come. So um, paramedics came in a fire truck. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's cool. That's so cool. amazing. But it was so gorgeous. But it was so funny because my French is all right. But obviously they came in and they're like, oh, we've never done this before. This is exciting. I was like, guys, I'm on a need to know basis here because I've got a child literally hanging out of me and I need you to just. And they, I'll never forget Vincent, the paramedic. He went to open a packet of, um, st- st- some, I don't know what he was opening, like something medical. And you know that when people open a bag of sweets in the cinema and they go everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, and he was like panicking and flustering around. I was like, "Calm down, Vincent, Vincent, calm down!" Oh my god, wow. So is the umbilical cord still attached at yeah. this point? Yeah, yeah. So who comes and does that? The firemen? Yeah. So they were like what? wanting to cut the cord, but thankfully my friend Jill is very much, you know, all about the hypnobirthing and all that. And she was like, "No, 
we're not cutting the cord yet. But I was, by this point, I was useless because I was in shock. Like I remember saying yeah. to Jill, she was like, do you want to hold him? Like, just hold him because I just need to get my head around what's happening here. Um, so yeah, so she, yeah, I mean, she's just an amazing human. Like she, I'll be eternally indebted to her because she was just the perfect person to arrive at that point. We'll be back with our guest after this small break. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So you said you were in shock. Do you think that you knew that that was imminent at that point when you opened the door? Like, how how was the build-up to that moment? Would you say it was hours? Was it half an hour? Was it, you know... Two hours. And I think it's true you do forget because I genuinely thought, I'll just drive myself to the hospital. Pretty Mm. sure I'm in labour, but I'll drive myself to the hospital. So by the time I got to the door, though, I couldn't stand up. So I was like, no, not driving myself to the hospital. Just so hard. And so in comparison, so was your first labour really short or was it quite long? Really long. Really long. So you literally had no idea that would happen. You just expected to be the same again, right? Ernie was two weeks over. And I went in at like, you know, went in, I was having pains at like 7pm. I went in at midnight and he was born at like 10am the next day or something. Whereas from start to finish, Louis was three hours. I started at 12 and with by three, he was with us. Wow. Do you know what? It's interesting because my first with Luna, I remember definitely waters broke in the middle of the night. And then, you know, by sort of five o'clock I was at am, I was having you know, contractions yeah. every sort of five minutes. Anyway, so we decided to go out for for like brunch. <laughs> I was like, let's just go and walk it out because you don't really know. But at this point, I was no. like, I can handle this. This is fine. Yeah, so yeah, we're walking yeah. around the park, the Montpellier Park, and we get to this restaurant. Dos was like, shall we, um, should we pop in and get some food? I was like, I, I think we could. So the waitress comes over and I'm si- we're sitting outside and she goes, and what can I get you? And I went, so hold on a second. <sighs> And she goes, oh my God, is she in labour? And I was, and I was like, yeah, she's in labour. And I was like, I'll have the um, eggs and bacon. Have those eggs and bacon. She's like, I think you should go to the hospital. I was like, no, no, I can handle it. I can handle it. Like, it's just such a weird yeah. concept to even be doing that when you're, but you, yeah. you don't really know, do you? But your second time round, Helen, <laughs> I was like, get me to the hospital. <laughs> but I feel like you kind of put it off. Like, that's how I felt. Because mm. you hear all these stories, don't you, about people getting to the hospital, getting sent sent home mm. again because they're so then you think oh I'll just sit it out I'll just wait but I, I was similar to you my second time yeah. I got to the hospital and an hour and a half later Gigi was born and I you know yeah. I wasn't even gonna go yeah I just thought okay yeah we yeah we'll go probably and I think second time around it, it, I know it's a stupid thing to say but you're that busy dealing with other stuff that you're just like you know like I was dealing with Ernie and like making sure he had stuff I was like I really don't have time for this right now like I just and you were on you were on your own that's why I can't get my head around like you're literally on your own with, with a toddler because you have to you know when you mm. like look back at some stuff you think you think how did I do that and I'm like but you have to like if he'd have been there you know I would have been like panicking and then reassuring him and so I think you just have to get on with it but Mm. no I mean it's it's one of those things though I sort of buzzed off the adrenaline of the story for ages and now when people say would you have another child I'm like oh if I see labor on tv I really freak out I'm like turn it off can't see it yeah so this is what this was going to be our next question I think Helen that obviously they say with 
you know, there's obviously trauma behind the long drawn out labors, you know, the ones that, you, you know, I've been through one. And so I, I get that. But then with the really quick ones, obviously, with the rush of hormones, and it happens really, really quickly. We hear from from a lot of women who say, actually, do you know what, it was actually worse, because it was too quick. And my body didn't have yeah. time to get used to it. And it was suddenly like, bang, and I went into shock. And you meant mm. you mentioned that. So what was your kind of sort of what were the days like afterwards? And how was your recovery? Um, do you know what? Touchwood, really, really good. Like, I was right. very, very lucky. Well, I was so lucky that he was, I mean, if you think of all the stuff that can go wrong. Yeah. You know, and he, he, he arrived on the kitchen floor and he was fine. You know, obviously, because we were there quite a while when we got to hospital, he was quite cold. Um, but I'm laughing because obviously you can imagine these like gorgeous firemen that rock <laughs> up and they're so three blokes and one woman and they were so excited because they said you know we they're telling me all this while I'm in the middle of giving birth I've just had just had Louis um you know we got into the emergency services we want to help people and normally we go to awful traffic accidents this is why we do this and I was like I'm really pleased for you guys but should we have this debrief (laughs) yeah put it in your memoirs okay now we just need to get this when I'm in the hospital (laughs) and so like obviously they felt so bad for me because I was on my own and Jill couldn't come with me because she's not family so I'm on my own in the back of this fire truck with the baby get to hospital they stayed with me and you know when you're in the hospital and you know at that point when you just had a baby it's so different in France so you've got your feet up in the stirrups the baby's taken off me to this heat lamp the three firemen are like talking to me through my knees because they're so excited still and I'm like oh my god Vincent Romain I need you near my head like I, I know we've all bonded but I kind of I need you up up here please up here and they were like yeah yeah sorry 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 and so um and so it was really, the hospital was awful because it's different in, you know, you, it's not NHS. So yeah. first of all, they don't even let you in until you can prove you can pay. And I was a foreign on a, you know, like on a, my husband's, you know, so it was all a bit weird. So that was all a bit stressful. And obviously Ernie had never been with anybody else. So he's gone off with my friend. Even that I was like, oh my God, he's never even had a play date without me. Of course, me. you're thinking about that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So that was all a bit um, traumatic. But I think I was kind of, and, and you have to stay in hospital for five days. Yes, they make you, wow. don't they? Yeah. But is that, do you think that's good just in comparison? Like to, you know, in England, we kind of, they want to get you out as quick as possible, which, you know, is nice. It's nice to get home to your own bed. But in hindsight, I sometimes think it would be quite nice, especially with your first, to have people around to ask questions to and be looked after. Do you think it's better to stay in longer? I think, I mean, I'm not taking anything away from the French medical team because they were great. But for me, it wasn't great because obviously... I was worried about Ernie because he'd never mm. been anywhere without me. So he, he was like with my friend. I was just, you know, and you, you, you know, like the first time you leave your kids somewhere without you, you're like, oh. Yeah. Um, Richard was trying to get back from England. My mum was trying to get over. Um, God bless our friend Jodie, who's like driving from Perpignan to Barcelona to try and pick up like members of my family from airports just so that, so that I could have someone. And, and do you know what's weird? It was, um, it's very medical. So they're very, um, not not cold isn't the right thing. They're very direct. Yeah. They're very direct. And the French, I love the French. My grandmother was French, so I like have a real f- affiliation to them. But they are very, you know, matter of fact, straight to, to the, the point. point. Is, they don't dress it up and they don't, and they don't make it fuzzy. Well, classic example, in my antenatal, do you want an epidural? I'm not sure really. And they went, you're stupid. You should have an epidural. Oh, wow. I like, like that the- though. <laughs> Gets better. They said to me, "Will you breastfeed?" And um, I said, um, "Well, I did with Ernie, so I probably will, but I'm not putting any pressure on myself." No word of a lie. The doctor went, "Helen, if you breastfeed, better for the baby. If you don't, better for your boobs." (laughs) Oh my god! Wow, that's intense. (laughs) I love this. This is so funny. So they literally sit you down and they're like, "Right." make all of these really important life decisions now. And we're also going to persuade you what to do yes. on them as well in a very yeah. stern way. Yeah. For, and and wow. also after you've just had your baby, I mm. don't know, I can't remember if they did this in England, but so I've had the baby, I've, Vincent and Romain I've told to get up near my head, the feet up in the stirrups, and then two doctors came and they get their hands like that and pushed my stomach and like really pushed my stomach. And I don't, like, because obviously it was all going on and my French is all right, but not that good. And to this day, I don't know why they do that, but whether it was like to get out the, mm. um, I don't know, like, but I, I don't know what the medical reason was. Wow. And please don't think I'm being arrogant, 
but my stomach went back straight away. Oh, God. H- Helen's just unlocked the key. Right. So, right. Yeah, hold on a minute. Through it. Right. <laughs> this. And, and you pushed like, down. <laughs> so there was like two women either side of me. Now, I don't know whether they were trying to get, you know, there was still stuff in there that needed to come out or whatever. But I remember when they did it, it hurt so much. I kicked oh her God. and I said, French isn't my first language. You're going to have to slow down and talk yeah. me through what's going on. Like you've taken my baby off me, blah, blah, blah. And then, um, yeah, so it was, I guess I kind of buzzed from the story. Like even when I tell it now, I sort of love it. But there is moments when I'm just like, I don't, like when everyone asked me if I would go again, I'm like, I'd have to have some sort of hypnotherapy before. This is this is so interesting. So do, do they talk to you about pelvic floor? Because we've talked about this on the podcast that actually um, here in the UK, listen, we've got an NHS, which, yeah, you know, we're wow, so absolutely, we are so lucky. But maybe potentially part of that aftercare doesn't involve necessarily pelvic floor. And I've had huge problems with mine. And it's got to a point where, you know, I had to go knocking down that door and say, look, every time I, I sneeze or jump or go for a run, I'm just leaking so what can you do but in France it's it's mandatory isn't it pelvic floor stuff is they they will like physiotherapy on the vajage you can get pilates lessons yeah they yeah they it's the my midwife was just oh my god the best woman in the world she um because she didn't speak a word of English pilates on the vagina but like just general pilates like right okay not specifically no not well I never went so I don't know they um they yeah they ask you if you want to come to pilates before and after and that's like part of your care and you didn't you didn't do it no i wish i had but i didn't do it just because well i had two kids in the country yeah (laughs) no one wants every time yeah and what about pelvic floor stuff was that was that ever part of it no they never really talked about it no but i'm i'm laughing because um i'm sure you obviously know the fabulous emma freud uh big part of comic relief um Obviously, I've known Emma for years. When I did the boxing thing, oh my God, I've never even told anybody this. Um, so when I did the boxing thing, like I was saying about leaking, and all my friends are like, oh my God, Helen, you were in a zone and you just toweling yourself down afterwards. And I was like, of course I was because I've had two children in three years. Like things leak that shouldn't leak. Like, <laughs> so embarrassing, isn't it? But also nothing to be embarrassed about because so no. much. like national TV. Like, no, and I'm no. there like da- dabbing myself down like I'm this sweaty athlete thinking, God, I hope no one knows. No, they wouldn't. And, um, they wouldn't. And, and God bless Davina called me and she was like, You all right? I was like, You know, don't you? She's like, Yeah. And then, um, and then, um, um, and Emma Freud, because she's been part of Comedy, really, she sent me a link to like all those things you can get on Amazon, you know, like the sort of yes. things to help you feel a bit fun. I was like, Oh my God, it's like the secret club no one talks about. I know. Well, we talk about it a lot. Yeah, we li- we, we literally, we shout it from the rooftops because we both had mummy MOTs after our second. And it was amazing. I mean, because I'd had. It's an, an MOT. So it's like, um, well, George. Yeah, it, yeah. It's you see a women's physio, and she checks you like inside, or she obviously checks your tummy, everything, and you do exercises like squeezing exercises with her. Oh, my, I oh, don't it's know amazing. if they have male ones, but it is so good. It's so good because the first time round, Zoe and I like just jump straight back into the gym, and we'd be like Zoe jumping off the running machine because she was going to wet herself, and then did and, wet myself. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then obviously they tell you specifically, like, absolutely no way, don't run. You know, you can't run until this point. And they kind of guide you through it. <laughs> but also, if you've had yeah. a tear or a episiotomy, I had both. Um, and I had no feeling down there. I realized that it was compl- like, obviously all around my scar tissue. It was completely numb. Yes. So I thought I was doing my pelvic floor. But in reality, I was squeezing probably my bum hole. Like I just didn't really know what I was doing. And so she was like, so she, the only way I could feel it is when she put pressure on it. So, I mean, it's quite, inve- like, you have to be okay yeah. with the person that's coming around because, you know, yeah. really, they're just about to start putting their fingers inside you, but that's yeah. fine. And then when she put pressure on you, I could feel it. And then suddenly I could identify where my pelvic floor was. I mean, I couldn't run ah. um, eight months ago and now I'm back running. It's really great. It, but it's so mad, isn't it? Because we do all, and we all do it. You just go back to, after I had Ernie, I remember jumping off the bed. Yeah. And the woman was like, whoa, what are you doing? Your insides are going to fall out. And I was like, oh, I've got stuff to do. I've just had a baby. People to see cute Instagram pictures to take. Because you don't think though, do you? No, you really don't. And also as well, I think we just kind of, you know, as as mums, we kind of just laugh it off and just, like you say, it's like a part of a club and you kind of just accept it. Like, oh, yeah. you know, I'm just going to wet myself forever. So that, that's fine. Yes. But oh, I hate that though. I hate that when you feel like that. Actually, we shouldn't. Yeah, we really shouldn't. But it's funny because it's, 
all the stuff like you try and I was trying to say to my husband, look, there's stuff you don't know and the stuff you don't want to know, okay? And he's like, no, no, I'm mm. all ears. I'm like, and then you can see his face like, oh, like you're right, I don't want to know that. And I'm like, no, you don't. But I don't, I've got so many friends this last year who've had issues like this and they're mm. so mortified to talk about it. Like they just wouldn't talk about it. Oh, I'm not mortified. I think it's, I think it's just part of the the whole experience. I mean, and, and the yeah. fact that you have to go through it on your own and also think that you're going to be leaking for the rest of your life. It breaks my heart that there's 50 year old women that are still leaking and they've never addressed what happens to them in their thirties when they had their babies. I mean, I just know exactly like, especially for running gear, like I got sent this stuff from Adidas and I was like, oh, Adidas opened up the box and it was light gray, like light gray. I was like, <laughs> back in the box could you send dark colors please only dark <laughs> black only on the like, bottom yeah, exactly. <laughs> honestly when i asked that boxing thing, people were like god helen you were so serious you're just like toweling yourself down like an athlete and i was like uh-huh yeah like an athlete uh-huh, uh-huh. don't come too close because you might get yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, exactly what i was doing <laughs> now helen are you gonna have any more is that a question we're allowed to ask um, I would like more and my mum is retiring this year so I'm always like I would like more but I can't, I know it sounds awful because I've got two boys I feel a bit people's got oh do you want a girl so I'm always a bit like if I had another I'd be like not liking my little boy do you know what I mean you know people think you're having another to have a girl yeah and I was like no I wouldn't I like having boys they're mental yeah. like absolutely mental girls are too yeah no that's what I was gonna say yeah yeah <laughs> girls are equally if not more mental in my house anyway in, mine are like because I took my because my brother's in football my husband's in rugby and I do what I do I'm really conscious that like I try and expose them to different stuff you know like mm. I took my youngest to ballet for six months and he was like mommy there's too many girls mm. and like <laughs> like they're, they're the most stereotypical boys you could ever you know they're mm. obsessed with rugby football and fighting they just fight all the time <laughs> I mean all all three of the best things rugby football and fighting oh, I see what is wrong with what's up with the fighting George do <laughs> fight yet um they just get into it but Axel's really kind like my my son he, he's really like oh Gigi please don't do that and Gigi's like that but he will get to a stage where he'll probably just lamp her back I'm sure and climbing mine like my kids will literally it it doesn't matter where you go they'll climb like I took them to a restaurant not that long ago you know you could go out and you know the barriers in between I turned around and my kid was going (laughs) on the top of the barrier talking to someone I took Ernie for a new passport photo get last Saturday I took him for a new passport photo he I went to get coins because obviously you got to pay with money not card I turned around, he's on top of the box. Now, <laughs> the fact that they're really high. Yeah, they're really and high. Smooth. And smooth. How did he get up? How, so, so first of all, I was like, you know, he's like, get down. The post office packs. It's Saturday afternoon. Everyone's doing that, what's she going to do thing? And you're like, <laughs> it's quite a talent, really. Get down. And so I'm like, get down. And then I was like, how did you do that? And he said to me, because there was a gap between the wall and the box. He like, you went up the side. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> That is incredible. Spidey. At what what point does a kid go, I know, there's a square box, I'll get on top of it. Like, that's just how his mind works, so. Yeah, it's quite a lot to manage. How do you deal with the fighting? Because are you the the parent that kind of lets them get on with it and just lets them have a roll around? And if there's an injury, there's an injury, or do you try and separate them? No, well, I let them go so far and then I try and separate them. But it was funny because yesterday my kids were at a party and one of my mum friends has got, kids the same as mine and so the kids were fighting like literally knocking nine bells out of each other and we pulled them apart and we both went if there was no other mums here we'd let them just fight it out <laughs> yeah yeah do you know like, you've got to be seen to, to pull them apart but actually yeah. if we were on our own we'd be like no because they actually one of you will get hurt and one of you does like as long as it's not like you know weapons then yeah black eyes do you know what that is so true in in some ways it's nice to kind of let them work it out by themselves do you Mm. know what i mean because ultimately like you say one gets hurt and then they might think next time oh actually last time i was here i got hurt and yeah. I don't really want to do that again. We just have to be careful with my youngest because he'll like take it for so long and then we call him crazy baby because he sees rage and then goes for a bite. But you can see him building up to it. And he's like, oh, and my eldest will be like, no, no, mummy. He's coming with his gnashes. Yeah, I mean, no, I probably should stop them more. But it just, it also becomes a soundtrack to your life, doesn't it? Stop mm. it, stop it, stop oh, God, it, don't. stop it. 
don't 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 I cannot deal with it and I think if you micromanage it so much like you know don't do this and you're going too hard and don't smack and don't scratch and don't you just I, I, I've taken what you're doing now I'm just literally going if you want to get on with it get on with it if there's an injury at the end of it just don't chuck each other down the stairs yeah well it's like the sharing thing I, I saw a friend on the weekend who's got a three-year-old and it's her first child and she was like really stressing out because he wasn't sharing and she was really embarrassed she said, oh my god but my kid doesn't share and I said that's because you've got one kid and you haven't seen anyone else for a year. Yeah. I guarantee I used to be like that. But sharing, they do work it out, don't they? Because yeah. sooner or later, they get it. Like, mm. I don't think two-year-olds are meant to share. They don't know what that means. No. We had someone on the podcast, I think it must have been about two years ago now, and they said it's like trying to teach a toddler to share is like basically buying, a, say, like for a Chanel handbag and then someone going, can I have it? Straight away, yeah. just after you got it. You'd be like, no, 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 I want no. it. It's mine. <laughs> or just taking it off you without even asking. Yeah, that's that's sharing. In all of those situations, I feel like you need. I've got a couple of friends who are like so good at, uh, you know, they might roll around in the mud, and my friends are like, oh, that's sensory play. I'm like, yes. Or like in the sharing thing, like one of my friends, she's so she's a social worker. Like Ernie's so confident. You might say cocky, but she'll go. He's so comfortable with his identity. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to say that. Like, and the sharing thing, she'll go, oh, that kid really knows his boundaries. Again, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to say that. that. Yeah. We need to get her on the podcast. (laughs) She sounds brilliant. Yeah. And she works with, by her own description, she works with, um, really problematic children so you you can go out with her and your kids can have their worst behavior ever she's seen way worse so she's not judging you she's a great friend to have i need her on speed dial she sounds yeah, great yeah. Uh, before we say goodbye the best piece of advice that you would give a new parent um lower your expectations like i think you know my friend's just had a baby and she's like oh god she's three weeks old she's like oh god we haven't been out for breakfast yet and i want to do this and i was like why like just lower your expectations of what you think your men are do and just do the stuff that you enjoy doing and you can do Love I remember it. in the early days I used to go god I've done nothing today and then I was like oh no I kept a small human alive that's what mm. I did yeah oh, I love um, what about a few products that you you know you absolutely swear by um when I ha- when mine were younger I went everywhere with a couple of ping pong balls because my kids love a ball and you can distract them with a ball with you know if they're having a tantrum bounce a ping pong ball and mine would be like oh like a puppy oh <laughs> but it would work or bubbles especially bubbles, when they're younger and they're yes. crying always bubbles um which is really sad for me because now I do it and they're just like whatever mum and I'm like oh damn oh, bubble lover's gone <laughs> yeah oh, no. yeah you're too oh you're too old for that um and then products for me oh bum bag 100% wear it like a handbag oh yes. yeah all the kids are doing that as well, across the body. Yeah. Like, they're back. I mean, I've got so many mum backpacks, which are great, but there's too much going on, you know? Like, there's too, I can't find what I need quick. Can't find that ping pong ball. So just a few things in there. Ping pong ball in your bum bag. Great. Yeah. And um, I, that f- flash balm. I never have time to put makeup on, so I'm always a flash balm at, you know, Elemis. Oh, yes. Yeah, do you just use that? Where do yeah. you use it? Eyelids? Everywhere. Lips. Yeah. <laughs> And pawpaw, because then pawpaw I'll do lips and cheeks. Yeah. Yeah, they've got the amazing tinted ones, haven't they? They're brilliant. Yes, the really peachy one. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I've just discovered? I've just discovered the Eborian. um, It's like a BB cream. um, Um, And it's called, I think it's called Baby Effect Skin. But basically you just, I'm wearing it today actually. And I feel like it's amazing at kind of light, really, really light coverage. So it's not like a foundation, but it's more than a moisturiser. Yeah, yeah, because that's a so trouble. I find once I get into foundation that I'm I'm always the person with lines. Mm. Yeah, you got always. you got to be a, you you got to be so long blending it. Whereas yeah, something like the Aborian, there's another one that goes on white and Aborian. I think it's a CC cream, and then it just blends into your skin tone. Like it, there's only two. I think there's only two shades, but it just I don't know. It reacts. I don't know to the pigment in your skin. I'm not sure. <laughs> I tell you what else has been really good for me. The old um, lilash. You know the lash serum that you put on at night. Yeah, that has because re- I used to um, I used to want my lashes tinted or extended. You know, and I 
tried for a while to do the old semi extensions and that's just a faff in it. He's yeah, got yeah. like half an hour every two weeks. I know. I do use that lash serum, which has definitely made them grow massively. Love that. Love that. I'm right on cue. Kids come to say goodbye. <laughs> oh, bless her. Helen, an absolute treat to chat to you. We Thank love you. you. so much. <laughs> Anytime. I want to be in the car with you and then we can jet off somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yes. We can escape. Glass of wine. It's a bit early, isn't it, actually? Is it terrible, though? Yeah. When you're a mum, don't you find that when you get back from like, the supermarket, just five minutes in the car on oh. your phone, it's like a night out. Yeah. It's the car holiday. It's the car <laughs> holiday. Love it. Oh, and here's Luna. Right, say bye. Oh. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Nice to see you. Lots of love. Thank you, mate. Anytime. Like, without a doubt, the most full-on birth story that I've ever heard. I mean, you literally, you'd think someone was making that up. Yeah. That, that's that's a, in a film. That birth story is literally, that, why have they not made that into a film yet? She gave birth on her own. Well, first, she was in labour on her own with a toddler. I yeah. think, did she say he was 19 months old? Who was old, hitting, hitting her around the head. With the sword. And then the fireman <laughs> took her to the hospital. Vincent. As if it wasn't like crazy enough, the fire brigade turned up. Wow. And they, they're the ones that, you know, d- d- helped her. Yeah, no, no that midwives. Was, how funny was that when she was like, hey, Vincent, whatever your name is, get, get, come up, come up to the business end, please. We're not down the party end, thanks. <laughs> I'm going to be giggling about that, like literally the whole chat for days now. It was brilliant. And also, I just love her whole like parenting ethos. You know, she's definitely not too precious about things. And the fact that she gets her husband's rugby mates to be like hey mate can you take our kids down the park for a couple of hours and they're like yeah sure no problem you know it's kind of like it's it's winging it parenting which is basically you and me yeah this is that's exactly what we do and also now i need now i know that we need to go out and find some young friends who still find children really interesting and fun yes because they are the ones that are going to take the kids to the park for us so we don't have to go life sorted life sorted i'm going to take my blinds down while i'm working i'm going to look look out the window Oh, local teenager. Hello. <laughs> want to come in? Hi. Do you want to borrow my ID? Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> we can be friends. <laughs> oh, God. Anyone listening who's concerned, we're not going to do that, by the way. Um, <laughs> listen, we would love you to rate, review and subscribe and follow the podcast. And if you do have time to give us a little review, that always helps as it spreads the Made by Mama's podcast word. And that is what we're all about. And also, we love reading them. So please only nice ones because everyone loves a compliment, don't they? That's true. Um <laughs> But if you have got any questions about anything we we discuss on here or any suggestions for topics, then please just drop us a DM. We're on at Made by Mummers or on Zoe's own channel at Zoe Hardman. And we'll be back on Friday. Made by Mummers is an insanity podcast production. And today's episode was produced by the wonderful Imogen Hart. Insanity Group. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing I love that Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.